This show covers various real-life topics that some listeners may find disturbing and or triggering. Please note that these topics are spoken on in order to drive public discourse and are not meant for malicious intent. All opinions are mine and mine only. Your discretion is advised. What up, what up, what up? This is your boy Roy, and you are now tuned into Back to Center Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. Happy Self-Care Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, and congratulations, you made it to yet another week. But of course, as per usual, we got a lot of shit to talk about, starting off with Ciara clapping back at the selective outrage over her see-through dress at the Oscars. And we've got a New York City toy store asking customers for help after the SVB bank failure. And the main topic of discussion today is four tips for all budding entrepreneurs which you know makes sense with the svb bank failure and with the economy as well so you already know what to do go ahead and roll one up pour up a libation kick back sit back with your boy roy because the show starts now wait a minute you still haven't gone on to the youtube channel yet what are you waiting for? Listen, you're going to go onto YouTube right now. You're going to type in M-A-I-S-O-N-D-E-R-O-Y. Three different words. Maison de Wa. Come join the gang. We got all types of videos out here. Come have some fun. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Let me go ahead and put this fucking coffee down before I spill it all over my shit. But anyway, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are and what time you're listening to this. You already know who this is, and I would want to just say thank you so much for stopping by and tuning into Back to Center Podcast. You know, we've got a lot, but not a lot of shit to talk about. It's all just going to flow really, really easy from one to another. So with that being said, I want to just go ahead and dive in. If you are new, if you just somehow stumbled onto this podcast, thank you for stumbling onto it. Feel free to click those links in the description. But Enough of that shameless plug. Let's go ahead and get into it. All right. So first things first, you guys already heard it in the description. Sierra's got some clapbacks for the selective outrage. And you know what? I honestly didn't even give a fuck enough originally to even want to talk about this. But I was thinking about it as I was like going out throughout my week doing my shit. And I was like, you know, if it were me, if I was Russ and I had Sierra come through and like a see-through see-through dress me personally I, I feel like there would already have to have been a discussion about it right like before you even left the house it's not like she just took the dress out of like this random bag and threw it on once she got to the red carpet so it's my assumption that russ already knew she was gonna wear this and is presumably okay with it unless you know sierra was just like i'm gonna wear this and you ain't gonna say shit about it which Honestly, that would make sense, too, because it kind of seems like Ciara, you know, has the pants in the relationship anyway. But I could understand the hypocrisy or the quote-unquote selective outrage from the side of, like, you know, the regular layman, the civilian, right? Specifically, the Christian civilian who might be a fan of Ciara and Russ because there, apparently there's, like, a bunch of photos of Russ and Ciara floating around on the internet of them, you know, on their knees, praying to God and shit. Meanwhile, Sierra's out here see-through. And I get that, right? Like, I can get the outrage behind it, but listen, I don't know any religious person who's perfect. Shit, I don't know anyone who's perfect. If you know anyone who's perfect, fucking send them my way, because I got some motherfucking questions, because 
I keep getting this shit wrong. And I'm pretty sure everyone I know keeps getting it wrong too. So honestly speaking, not to say like, who are we to judge? But at the same time though, like, who are we to judge, right? But nonetheless, of course, Ciara let the words get to her and she's got a clap back for everybody. And listen, if I were, first of all, again, if I were Russ, I would already have assumed that they've had that conversation. So I can just, the only thing I can say is that I would be okay with it. Now, from my perspective personally, my philosophy on wearing clothes is this. You are a representation of me. Now, if I was in a exclusive relationship, right, would my chick be wearing that? Mm, probably not. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. It, it really all depends. Like, I like to wear shit that's a little revealing. Pause. I don't even know if I have to say pause on some shit like that, but... I'm just say pause anyway, because I know someone out there is going to hear that and be like, hey, yo, what the fuck? But what I'm trying to say is, you know, like, I'll wear something that's got, like, a low cut. You know, I might wear a button-up that's got, like, three or four buttons unbuttoned, which is a little excessive. Guys, unless you've got the, the body for it, no homo, don't go out there rocking four buttons down. Because at that point, if you've got, like, a sloppy body, now you just look like a pedophile. So keep it clean. Keep it cleaned up if you've got a sloppy body. If you can get away with it, go with the four buttons. Chicks love the four buttons. I don't know what it is, but perhaps it's the way I rock it. Not to toot my own horn, of course. But I say all that to say, I like to wear shit that's going to make people, you know, in, in some way or another look, right? Like a conversation starter. Maybe, like I've got these loafers that are blue and they're, they've got like sparkles on them. <laughs> And they've got, like, these fucking sparkles, which, like, they really do shine, which is kind of annoying because when you're taking photos, like, they're just consistently sparkling. And I've only worn them, like, a handful of times, but whenever I do, it's always a conversation starter, right? So I, I think what I'm really trying to get at here is people are going to wear provocative shit just for the sake of the aesthetic, getting people talking in conversation, or whatever the case may be. For me, the way... I like to embellish those things or the way I like to show those things off are not necessarily by revealing my ex expletive, you know, like my, my private parts or like, you know, <laughs> my quote unquote naughty bits. You know, it's not in that fashion, but wearing something that might be either alluring, you know, something that catches somebody's eye and is like, oh, let me go ahead and, you know, like, what is that? You know, or, or a conversation starter, whatever the case may be, regardless of the fact People are going to wear what they want to wear. And without further ado, let me just go ahead and get into the article. Now, Sierra has this... <laughs> yo, how am I already fucking up this fucking article? Yo, I'm so sorry. I swear to God, I know how to read. I just do my podcast. Like, I smoke before I do my podcast. So, you know, sometimes I'm a little high. But all right. Anyway, Sierra has responded to the controversy surrounding her see-through outfit for Vanity Fair's Oscars 2023 after party. At the after party, the R&B singer wore a black sheer halter dress with crystals, details, and designed by Dundas. That's just my assumption. I feel like every, every designer has like these random fucking names. But Dundas is pretty dope. I don't know where that's from, but it's pretty cool. Anyway, the singer, model, and actress made light of the situation by making a TikTok to indirectly address the public outcry. In the video, she is covered from head to toe in a white sheet and reenacted her red carpet walk. And all right, yeah, that makes sense. And she made a, 
her caption was selective outrage. So yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, people are going to be selective of what they're mad about. And I mean, that's just, that's just what it is, right? Um, I think the biggest reason for that kind of outrage is simply because of the optics, right? Like when you're in that kind of, when you're in that space or in that sphere, or if you're just like consistently in the spotlight, at some point, some sort of image is going to be created by the public based off of everything that they've seen you do, right? So when you have one perspective or one image that is reflective of one character, and then you do something that's totally juxtaposed to that, it then makes things look a little odd. But I mean, most of the outrage is for Sierra. You know, not a lot of it's for Russ because I mean, everyone kind of knows Russ is a simp anyway. But I, I wouldn't say Russ is a simp for letting her wear the, you know, you know the clothing. Because listen, there are times in old relationships that I've been in where as much as I didn't like my ex wearing like, you know, certain things, there were times where we'd go out and I'd tell her, I'd be like, yo, wear something sexy because, you know, I'm trying to be turned on and fucking break your back when we get back home. But that's besides the point. I think all in all, every couple at some point is going to face that, ooh, what are you wearing? It's like, why are you wearing that? And on the flip side, women often criticize what men wear regardless, especially their significant other. I can't tell you how many times I've worn an article of clothing and the person I was seeing at that time, you know, mentioned it, whether it be positive or negative. You know, people are just going to say something. And now outrage could be once in a blue moon or a rare occurrence, but, you know, that's also going to happen as well. So I think everyone just needs to calm down because I've been seeing people talk about this fucking outfit for like the last week and a half. And I'm not going to lie, as someone who is in this space who makes this kind of content, I get so tired of making content like this because the conversation, honestly, is going nowhere. It's going nowhere. Like, no improvements are being made. In fact, the dating scene is getting worse, but that's another topic for another fucking podcast episode. But honestly, can we all just calm the fuck down? Like, the standards, especially, don't hate me, but the standards from you ugly women, listen, you need to bring it down a notch. On the flip side, I'll say the same thing to the guys. Listen, your ugly ass needs to hit the gym. You need to do something, guy, to flip your odds. Because, listen, side note, I was making a YouTube video. I was re recording a YouTube video for Passport Bros. And I don't want people to hate me, right? That's not my intent on making YouTube videos. But again, when I consider guys like Sneeko, which, by the way, if you haven't heard of his current beef with Penguin, it's fucking hysterical. And it just goes to show how, how A, nearsighted and myopic the perspective of like your average red pillar could be. And B, it shows the true, true character, excuse me, true character and true nature of some of the, the people that a lot of these young men follow. And this isn't me being mad and like, ooh, let me go ahead and try and take this spot. You know, this isn't fucking Royal Rumble. I don't give a fuck. If anything, I just want to sell my product. Side note, shameless plug, Batara Fitness is now available. Go ahead and download that bitch. You can try it free for seven days. Listen, you get a personal trainer in your pocket. You want workouts? You got it. You want fucking nutritional articles? You got it. You want recipes? I know a lot of you are very like stringent upon recipes. A lot of times when people ask me about personal training, they're like, ooh, but does it come with nutrition? 
Sometimes I want to be like, do you have a registered dietitian? Because I don't want to take on the risk of giving you something to eat and then you fucking croak. And now my ass is getting sued. That's not what I want to do. But with all things considered, if you want recipes, which first of all, I'm just going to say this right now. These recipes and these nutritional guides are exactly that. They are guidelines. I'm not prescribing you shit. If you want a valid prescription or if you want to really take on a tailored bind macronutrient meal plan, you've got two options. You could either work in conjunction with your personal trainer, not saying me, but I'm just saying if you have a personal trainer, you know, work in conjunction with that personal trainer and your dietitian or go directly to a dietitian. Because when you go choice A, when you work with the PT and dietitian, the PT is going to draft a uh, nutritional plan. Excuse me. From there, you're going to bring that plan to your dietitian, and they're going to either green light it or give that shit the red light and be like, no, do this instead. Now, honestly, this only works if you're on a first name basis with your dietitian, and they're also friendly with your PT as well, because typically you'll have to pay for a service like that, but now I'm going on to a riff. Anyway, guitarfitness.com, F-I-T-A-R-A-F-I-T-N-E-S-S.com. Feel free to go ahead and download the app. Once again, you can try it free for seven days. Free. Free. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and talk about SBB Bank before we go to the break, or we hit the break, rather. Better way to say it. So we've got a toy store asking customers for help after their SBB failure. Now, here's my question. You already have people spending money at your store. You're going to ask them for more help? Like, I get it. I get it. Shit just hit the fan. And shit hit the fan really fucking hard. In fact, SBB Bank's parent company had to file a Chapter 11 because they're overleveraged about, what, $3 billion? Listen, man. You thought you were going to be able to go on multiple trips this year? You ain't going nowhere, son. Max amount of vacations you going on is like two. Three if you're lucky. You know why? Because the economy is about to get Tyson punched. Falcon punched. Even better. Falcon punch. Does he say falcon punch or falcon kick? I have no idea. It'd be great if you guys would be able to answer that question in like one of these polls. You know, sometimes they ask me to put up a, a poll in conjunction with the podcast and I used to do that for like a month, but you motherfuckers never answer this shit. You guys listen to the podcast, though. That's great. You guys don't answer nothing, which is kind of strange, but anyway, it's neither here nor there. Anywho, what more, are, what more can you ask from your customers? Like, we're spending, and not me, but I'm just saying, like, you know, as if I were a customer. We're spending money, and perhaps they do have some real loyal customers who will want to spend that money or want to donate, whatever the case may be. But it sounds like a lot of these companies that are in these positions did not have a backup plan, which I could totally understand because, you know, you're, you're being funded by a bunch of investors. There's essentially what seems to be a never-ending pool of money. That's a great resource, right? But, like, if you're going to run a company and plan your finances like you're planning it as, as though you were a, I don't know, a fucking 18-year-old that's about to leave high school because he just graduated, but his parents are, you know, they're, they're wealthy, so he's a trust fund baby, and he doesn't know his ass from his elbow and regarding his finances. So instead of creating, like, a backup plan for what might be a short siphon of money, he instead parties it away or just spends it 
rather frivolously. That's the best analogy I can come up with on the spot. Because this whole entire episode has been off the cuff, straight off the medulla oblongata. That's how nice I am with the shits. <laughs> but anyway, um, if you're going to go ahead and plan your financial strategies like a, a college kid, you know, you're only setting yourself up for failure. And again, I'm not any sort of like financier. I'm not a financial analyst. I don't do any of that shit. Nothing I've ever said has ever been financial advice. I'm not trying to get sued like these fucking finance influencers. Like, I don't know. It just seems like people are getting sued left and right nowadays. And people are getting caught up in all sorts of litigation. Shit, even Tiger Woods just got sued by his ex-girlfriend for living in the crib for like 30 days for $30 million. Like, what the fuck is going on out here? I'm not trying to get sued for shit. Nothing I'm saying outside of personal training advice, because I am a personal trainer. I have a personal training company. Beyond all that, even the fucking psychiatric shit, which <laughs> I'm not a psychologist either. I'm not a psychiatrist as well. I'm just as fucked up as you, if not probably like a tinge more. Don't take my, don't take my advice for shit unless it's fitness or like, you know, some mental health things. Like I've been through the ringer. I can... I can't help you save your life, but I can give you what I might think is some advice. It's up to you and solely you if you decide to take it on. But anywho, going back to the toy store, it's, I think it's a shame. Like, first of all, it's a shame to be asking your customers for more money. Like, please donate to keep us alive. But also, B, I think it's a shame on SBB, who just generally didn't have a strategy for what was a run on the bank. Like, because they came out with that presser, people started to panic, and therefore they started pulling their money. And now, by osmosis, this can happen through other banks, and I think they call this in the financial world contagion, which I'm pretty sure that's what that bailout was for, because listen, if the Fed ever gets out of bed, especially on a Sunday, you know shit is fucked up, dog. So, who knows? Credit Suisse is also getting clapped as well. The tech industry is still getting clapped. Everyone is getting fucked. Everyone is getting fucked, except for our young men who are not getting fucked at all. Studies show that about, like, what, 64% of young men between the ages of, like, 18 to 30 are not having sex. Meanwhile, on the other side, the women are. The question is, who are they having sex with? I don't know. That's for another podcast episode. But anyway, we're going to take a break when we come back. We're going to talk about four tips for all budding entrepreneurs because, <laughs> newsflash, this shit is not sunshine and rainbows. And another thing, it's going to cost you a lot of money. But we'll talk about that and more once we come back from the break. This is your boy, Roy, and you've been tuned into Back to Center Podcast. Uh. Step into my shoes, see it from my view My circle full of starters, my crew is very few Hands up in the air, I used to bow my head But now I'm in the streets, I'm getting done instead 9-3, just a nigga with a dream I've been waiting for a chance, I can put on for my team I be smooth in the cut, uh, gully on scene All about the Benjamins, I'm whipping for the cream I be smastering these flows, texting all these hoes They come through, we smash, yes, they leave with a robe uh, 
Instagram turned dots into superstars But I'm just trying to get my ass a new supercar Do this for no regard, my flow go to retard No pressure, no diamonds, baby, so I go super hard uh, Drop bombs just like TNT I'm getting money without killing the streets Tell me how you always take for granted what was given I just bring my sins and forgive it Smoke when it, I'm lifted Higher than the pain that's inflicted I do this on my own, I'm committed Swear I got the vision In love with the game, that's addiction My eyes steady, focus on the mission Yeah, I write bars and I pack them with heat I'm getting money without killing the streets I'm resonating with the rhythm, yeah I resonate with the rhythm, God. I resonate with the rhythm, yeah. I resonate. Uh, this time is now or never. Need the dough, trying to stack cheddar. My niggas either got bricks or acceptance letters. This for the niggas that was sick, never got better. This for them niggas that was hit, laying my distractions. I tell my niggas, never doubt yourself. My niggas hungry on the ground, trying to taste wealth. I was born me not a dime to my name, trying to shine through the pain. I'm blessed that I'm living, so I rhyme for the slain. And resurrect niggas from hell. On the rise of my niggas rebel and sit Malibu. Just a nigga with an attitude. Frustrated with the shit that I had to prove. Encourage niggas, serve niggas, no good to it eat. Just to watch niggas hate so foolishly. Now I'm wise, now I rise like the Eiffel. With my nigga Paris writing lines like the Bible. Blessing rappers, we just trying to get to heaven faster. If niggas married to the gang, we the wedding crashes. Still in vows, trying to play the will of fortune. Penny from my thoughts, make a meal off recording. Free all the slaves, screaming, fuck law enforcement. Fuck Donald Trump, screaming, fuck Michael Jordan. Deep in thought, black Socrates. In my mind, a nigga been hit the lottery. Real niggas come alive, that's the prophecy. Paint a picture, only big, only pocket seat. I envision that the blind open eyes, the weak see the minds, make my soul never cry. I resonate with the rhythm, yeah. I resonate with the rhythm, God. I resonate with the rhythm, yeah. I resonate with the rhythm, God. I resonate with the rhythm, yeah. I resonate with the rhythm, God. I resonate with the rhythm, yeah. I resonate with the Tell me how you living Always take for granted what was given I just plead my sins and forgiven Smoke when that I'm lifted Higher than the pain that's inflicted I do this on my own, I'm committed So I got the vision In love with the game, that's addiction My eyes steady, focus on the mission Yeah, I write bars and I pack them with heat I'm getting money without killing the streets Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That track was Frequencies by Yours Truly, featuring my boy, which I whom I haven't spoke to in like fucking years, Kaz Kashmir. Yo, Kaz, if you somehow are listening to this, hit me up, man. Or maybe I should just hit you up. I need to stop doing that. You know, one thing that I told myself I would stop doing this year, which admittingly I haven't really been doing a good job at, is initiating conversations. I know this podcast is not about that, but PSA and a reminder for myself, if you've got someone on your mind that you want to reach out to, just fucking reach out to them. Like, it doesn't have to be super complicated, you know? But anyway, let's go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes of today's conversation. I wanted to talk about four tips for entrepreneurs and more specifically, four tips for budding entrepreneurs, right? Like, we all know, just like Meek Mill said, there's levels to this and... 
Just like in anything, there are levels to entrepreneurship. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a savant. I'm not one of those entrepreneurs that figured it out just yet. You know, I'm still making my way. But I do have about four tips, three and a half-ish, four tips, depending on who you are. You know, depending on where you are in your entrepreneur journey, I have them for you, which I thought was worth a discussion. So I wanted to go ahead and just put those things together, right? And the very, the very first one, excuse me, you would think I've had a couple of drinks, but I have not. Um, the very first one is don't be afraid to fail, but try not to fail too hard. Now that one sounds a little perplexing because it's like, well, first of all, why would I want to fail in the first place? But you, if you are an entrepreneur, you know better than anyone that failing is all a part of the success journey, right? And as a side note to that, I would just want to say that always be mindful that it's not necessarily the destination that you're trying to get to per se, right? Like obviously we have our goals and our objectives and places we want to be, but what I'm trying to say is you should focus on who you're becoming as an individual along the journey, as opposed to being solely focused on getting to the end destination only. That's just, that's just what I'm saying, right? But what I've written here within this quip is, as, of an, as an entrepreneur, excuse me, failure is almost inevitable, which very quickly, especially if you're a new entrepreneur, you will find out just how easy it is to fail, right? Like expect to fail because you will fail. But anyway, you'll have ideas that don't work out, projects that flop, and pitches that fall flat, right? Just ask anyone who's tried to pitch their idea to an investor, whatever the case may be. But here's the thing, failure is not the end of the world. In fact, it could be a valuable learning experience. Just don't fail too hard to where, you know, you zero yourself out or you might end up bankrupt or worse. Now, will you end up bankrupt? Like, I don't know, maybe I went a little too hard when I was writing that that quip, that little piece of a uh, quote unquote nugget of knowledge. I don't think you'll go bankrupt, but also it, it depends on how hard you're playing this game. Like. If you're throwing dollars, if you're throwing bags at this and it's not working, then, you know, sooner or later, you're going to run out of guap. That's just the nature of things. But going into the next point, which I think that was a perfect segue for, be confident, but not too confident. And my previous example, what I just said, what is the perfect example of this, right? But here's what I, I wrote down. Confidence is key in entrepreneurship. You need to believe in yourself and your ideas in order to convince others to invest in them. Now, here's what I want to say to that. It's not a matter of trying to finesse people, right? But you need to be able to articulate your dreams to other people to where you can convey them in a position and place them in position rather to where other people can start to aid you on your mission, right? So how do people aid you along your mission? They become customers, they become partners one, you know, whatever the case may be, you need to be able to articulate your vision to other people and you need to be able to do that well. Now, however, there is a fine line between confidence and arrogance. Don't be the person who thinks they know everything and refuses to listen to feedback. Always stay humble and open to new ideas. Listen, in this game called entrepreneurship, you are, if, and this is only if you're willing to, right? But you are going to pivot a lot of fucking times. Like you're going to pivot a lot when you're doing this. You know, whatever endeavor you take upon, 
just consider and expect to have challenges. That's just the nature of life. It's going to happen. But so long as you have properly prepared for those things and you are confident in the face of adversity and not only confident because it's one thing to just be confident with no plan, but it's a totally other thing to have confidence and a strategy that you're going to implement. Once you have those things in perspective and you have those things lined up, you can take on anything that comes your way, just about anything, just about, which kind of leads me into the third one, but not really. But the third one being don't take yourself too seriously, right? And obviously you want to be taken serious. You want to be treated with respect and you want people to do right by you, just like anyone else on this God green earth would want as well. However, the difference is you don't want to take yourself too seriously to the point at which people, and this is just from a character perspective, I'll give you the business side of it, but from a character perspective, you don't want to be taken too serious where people can't joke with you, you know, they can't have a laugh with you, they can't be vulnerable around you, everything's got to be fucking buttoned up, tight ship, you know, like those kind of crabby individuals just are not pleasant to be around. And now if you think about it from a business aspect, who would want to do business with an individual such as that? You know, like if you're always crabby, you're uptight, there's always a problem or like you take shit way too serious, can't take a joke. No one's going to want to do deals with you. Imagine an investor has to sit there and fucking listen to you gripe about some bullshit for like 20, 30 minutes and then you want his money. Get the fuck out of here. Ain't no way. But anyway, starting a business can be stressful, right? But it's important to have fun along the way. Remember, we're here for the journey. It's not just the destination because if you're so focused on trying to bulldoze your way through the journey, you might end up somewhere you didn't mean to be, right? So you have to enjoy the journey that you're on no matter what comes. But let me just go ahead and start from the top with this one again. Starting a business can be stressful, but it's important to have some fun along the way. Now, here's the new information. Don't be afraid to laugh at yourself and your mistakes, right? Remember, no one's perfect and everyone makes silly blunders from time to time. Listen, when I when I relaunched Fatara before it was Scintilla PT, right? And if you've listened to any of these podcast episodes, you've already heard about all the other times that I've reiterated this business. I've been a coach for about 11 years. I've written a book on this shit. I've lost 100 pounds, like blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, I still have to introduce myself as a new personal trainer to the public because they still don't know who I am. And I put in so much fucking work. But with all that being said, as much as I want to walk around, thump my chest and act like I've been the guy this whole entire time and take myself that serious, I can't. First of all, no one would want to work with me if I did. Like, oh, I wrote this book. Oh, I've done this. Oh, I've done that. Like, who wants to work with someone like that? And number two, there are people that are way ahead of me that are have doctorates, have written magnus, magnum opuses about this shit, fucking full on books greater books than I've written on things of this nature. And I'm not saying I can't charge the prices that I charge or I can't be an influence to people within this industry. But what I'm saying is you have to remember that you are growing within the industry that you are being a willing participant of as well. So at the same time, you are a contributor. You're also a learner. So you can't be so stringent and so strict upon how you do things to the point at which you can't learn shit because then no one is willing to work with you. Because if, you, if you're only willing to teach what you've always known, what is the point of continuing not only your education, but continuing to help others? Because 
the goal is to grow exponentially, right? It's not to just learn a certain amount of information and then just stay in stasis and just stay stagnant. The goal is to learn the information, apply the information, learn more information, apply that information, then teach others and repeat the motherfucking cycle. So with all that being said, take yourself serious, yes, but don't take it too serious to the point at which now you are negating information from your external sources because you never know, that little golden nugget of truth could be the very thing that you're looking for to take your business to the next step. And that's if you've even been thinking about taking your business to the next step because if you are so contrite and so anal, no homo about your, I mean, pause, God damn it, damn, I just got myself in a fucking conundrum just now, shit total side note but anyway if you find yourself if you find yourself in a debacle in which to where now you're not willing to learn and you're so you're so uptight about how your information comes through you will never get to the heights that you want to be and again like i said that's even if you're cognizant of wanting to grow because you might think that you're in you know your your pace your place of of sanctum sanctorum like you you might think you're in your holy place right? Not knowing that you're still in the desert. You just think you're in your holy place because you've seen a palm tree here and there. Sorry, I had to bring it back to a biblical reference because that fucking blunder I just had a couple of seconds ago. Yo, you motherfuckers better not try and cancel me, man. I did not do that shit on purpose. But anyway, <laughs> number four, let's go ahead and talk about the fourth one. Surround yourself with supportive people. Listen, if there's anything I've learned in content creation, it's, it's two things, right? First of all, the people that are the closest to you are not going to be the ones that are supportive of you. And absolute strangers will support you way harder than the people you know. So the number one thing I can tell you is whatever you're doing in this world, you have to make it known. First of all, you have to stand in that image, right? I'm not, I'm not saying you are what you do. Like, yes, I'm a personal trainer, but I work as that. Like, that is not me, but it is me. You know, now we're talking about something that's a little more esoteric and a little more spiritual. But at the end of the day, although this is the work you do, that is not you. Ooh, that's a bar. Although this is not, although this is the work you do, that is not you. That's a bar. Listen, if you haven't understood anything I've said in this podcast at all, understand that. If anything, that tip is the most important. You know why? Because when shit is going wrong, when shit is going good, it is up to you and only up to you to not grow attachment to that. Because if you do, you set yourself up for utter destruction. I will talk about surrounding yourself with supportive people in just a second. But from just what I've been saying, like what I just said, you know, although that is the work you do, that is not you. It's super important that you learn that. I'm not going to keep you up for, for much longer. I'm going to let you go in a little bit. But surround yourself with supportive people. Listen, entrepreneurship can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Surround yourself with people who are supportive and encourage you, whether it's your family, friends, or fellow entrepreneurs. Now, listen, in regards to family or friends, it's going to be like one or two people out of each of those selective groups. Maybe you're lucky and you have a whole family that is rooting for you. God bless. Maybe that is the case for you. For me, that is not the case. In fact, all of the family that was supportive of my endeavors are dead. So therefore, it is up to me and solely me to kind of, you know, carry myself across the finish line, which I think I'm doing and I think I'm doing it just fine. But listen, 
Find your tribe. You go out there and find people that will support you. They don't have to do everything for you, but words of encouragement. Perhaps maybe an investment. You never know what can happen. But in the same breath that they support you, you also have to support them as well. Don't be one of those people that are constantly clamoring for support and attention. Meanwhile, you don't reciprocate. No one wants to work with someone like that. Keep your... I seen... I was watching fucking God of War. Well, I was watching someone play God of War. I forgot his name, but some uh, YouTube streamer was playing God of War. And uh, uh, fuck, I forgot the guy's name. Yo, I haven't played video games in so long. I'd be forgetting names and shit. But anyway, Kratos. Now I remember his name. Kratos was talking to his son in the middle of like this battle. I think they're on their way to fuck up Odin. And, you know, a young Atreus seeing a bunch of like random civilians get smoked in the middle of this war. And, you know, he was trying to tell himself to close his heart to it and whatever the case may be. And Kratos was like, no, son, no, boy, you must open your heart, open your heart to their suffering. And what I think when I hear that in a business, you know, business regard, and getting more granular, talking about surrounding yourself with supportive people, you must open your heart to the idea of being supportive and being willing to invest into your friend's entrepreneur, entrepreneurial dreams as well. That was like a tongue twister. And when I say that, all I'm saying is if you want support, if you want people to pour into you, you have to pour into people as well. Case closed. It, you know, like it's it's a two-way street. It does not work any other way. So with all that being said, I'm gonna let you go. I wanna say thank you so much for stopping by and listening to your boy. Next week we're gonna talk about why apathy won't help you. And a lot more, but that's for next week. Listen, don't forget to go to guitarfitness.com. Take a look at the website. If you think personal training is right for you, feel free to go ahead and send us a message or click the link so you can go ahead and schedule your free, yes, I said free consultation. Don't forget to go to youtube.com forward slash at Maison de Wa. We got a new video coming out in less than 24 hours. Go watch that shit. It's about you passport bros. Don't get offended. Make sure you have a blessed week and a great weekend as well. And I will talk to you motherfuckers next Saturday. Peace.